1: That's right. When you don't know what to do, you just got to keep on breathing. And from Los Angeles, the, the city of angels, they say. Sometimes I think it's a city of fallen angels. And from New York City, the Big Apple. <laughs> Welcome to all my listeners out there in Radio Land. Did you hear that 135,000 people moved out of California and only 21,000 moved in, they're losing people. And I bet New York is also, Adrian. Yes, they are. Well, welcome to all my listeners out there in Radio Land. I'm Dave, the Caregiver's Caregiver, otherwise known as Caregiver Dave at caregiverdave.com, along with my lovely co host, Adrian Gruberg, at the caregiverspace.org. And I don't know how she does it, but she just keeps looking younger and younger and younger because we're all uh. getting older and older and older. <laughs> but anyway, we're coming to you live and on demand 24-7 on numerous syndicated radio and podcast networks on 25, count them, 25 global audio and video platforms, including platforms like iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, Spreaker, <laughs> uh, SoundCloud, HealthyLife.net, Vimeo, Stitcher, I mean, BlogTalkRadio, MixCloud, shall I continue? No. Uh, in fact, we're proud. Proud we are proud. Are you proud, Adrian? She's proud too. Proud I'm to proud. Be number one caregiver podcast of the top 50 on Player FM, and number three, uh, which we're going to try harder on Feedspot out of thousands. And <laughs> <clears throat> excuse me for coughing on air. We have an especially exciting show planned for today, don't we, Adrian? Yes, we do She says, yes, we do, yes But before we get started, I do want to thank my last week's guest Do you remember who it was, Adrian?
0: Yes, but please don't do not do this to me
1: Don't do this to you well, uh, I usually have it written down, and I'm trying to think myself Linda McKenzie? Was, oh, yeah, yeah, she was on no. the, the syndicated one We did two that day, didn't we? Uh,
0: Jody O'Donnell
1: Jody O'Donnell, wow, you're older than me and your memory is better than mine.
0: God No, I've got a pad in front of me with my Uh,
1: notes. Maybe (laughs) I should do that, huh, duh. All right, well, it was a great show, and uh, that show and this one, and all our shows are on uh, caregiverdave.com and on YouTube and all those other uh, platforms that I mentioned. But today, uh, Dr. Michael Glenn... And I gave my title to this show Is if I knew I was going to live this long I would have taken better care of myself Yes <laughs> So hopefully that will get a lot of people to tune in Because uh, Dr. Michael Glenn is a real interesting guy I'll tell you a brief bio uh, he's, a res- he's a registered respiratory therapist Graduated March 85 From Northwestern Medical Schools Advanced a standing program First uh, hospital-based practice in Dallas-Fort Worth uh, in 89. Team doctor for Clarksville Fox female professional football team. Well, there you go. Opened uh, a clinic in Fort Campbell, Kentucky. He just moves all over the place. In 2003, treated elite military units, treated elite amateur athletes. Some were national champions. Tech Fort Worth's Impact Your World Award. That's probably a prestigious award. And Dr. Michael, enough of that. Uh, Welcome to the Caregiver Dave Show. We're so excited to have you on.
2: Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here.
1: Yes, we tried having you on another time, but we had technical difficulties, and we tried and we tried and we tried, and after 30 minutes, we just, ah, let's do it next time. (laughs) And this is next time. So uh, we can hear you, you can hear us, we can see you, you can see us. We're in good shape. I always like to ask my guests just who is Dr. Michael Glenn? Who is this guy and why was he placed on this earth?
2: Well, I have always had a desire to help people in my family growing up. And to be honest with you, um, Sunday school teacher said, uh, go home and figure out what you're going to take in high school and say your prayers Hmm. and do all the good (laughs) stuff. And I uh, had a dream. And did not have anybody to follow in their footsteps But Mm. felt like I was supposed to go into the medical profession And become a doctor And after a You certainly
1: did that, didn't
2: you? I did (laughs) After a car wreck my freshman year in college Yeah, I went from wanting to be a pediatrician To somebody who could deal with all kinds of trauma Uh So that's what took me down several roads that... Every door that opened was a blessing and a challenge But it brought me all kinds of <clears throat> understanding That allowed me to develop the exospine that I created So it um, it is not one thing that I am passionate about It is about helping people That's it
1: right. Wow, exoscience sounds very interesting I love the name uh, How do you spell that?
2: E-X-O And then spine like your back So it's exO dot <clears throat> com For our website And it's a result Of treating the elite military uh, Units And seeing these young men And women have degeneration Of their spines That was accelerated compared to what you and I Experienced Dave and Adrian um, We've just had the Regular wear and tear of lifting and pulling and living life, Uh but the military actually showed me the acceleration with all the extra gear they carry.
0: Yeah, right.
2: And And they have to sleep on floors like they're at the Capitol right now, as we speak. You know, (laughs) probably (laughs) had a rough night
0: with their guns,
2: with their backpacks. I mean, you know. All of that, exactly And and it was really a gift uh, It was eye-opening Because I honestly, it was a prayer um, That I got I could only see soldiers one one person at a time
0: right. And
2: I, I honestly asked How do I prevent the problem And that's where I came up with the exospine But it was an idea of As you said, if I'd have known I'd ended up like this, (laughs) I'd have taken better care of myself. (laughs) How do we prevent the injuries? How do we prevent the strains? And very fortunately, all the doors have opened, except for our funding. We're still trying to get it manufactured. But it is still uh, my passion to prevent the injuries. We spend over $200 billion a year for musculoskeletal problems, pain, yeah. from aspirin and Tylenol to surgery and rehab, and it's right. even more expensive than all the neurological, uh, neurovascular injuries that occur, such as stroke, spinal injuries, things of that nature.
1: Sure. And you're you're uh, you were treating a, a female football team. I mean, when girls, I've never seen girls play football, by the way, so I'm I'm kind of sheltered here. But are they as rough? <laughs> as guys, I mean, I've
0: seen the roller
2: of, derby, and those girls are pretty pretty
0: tough. Do they have different w- rules. I don't know.
2: Do they? No, no. They rules? had full Do pads. It was an all-out strike them as hard as they could. In yeah. fact, uh, one championship game down in Jacksonville, Florida, uh, a girl got stepped on her throat yeah. by another player and Ooh. put us through a little bit of a scare. Yeah. But I will say that women are. I would say more competitive than men. <laughs> it's been my experience. <laughs> and these are big women. I mean, I'm sure uh, they, like, they were. Maybe from the quarterback little, isn't very big, but uh... well, we had some cornerbacks and wide receivers that were little, but were <laughs> as fast as you can imagine. Actually, some had been college sprinters, and uh, they were amazingly fast. And uh, some of them were still active duty military. Um, others were uh, former military, but they were. All very athletic.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
2: and is there a pro women's football team? This this was pro. This was as pro as they had at the at that time, which I believe was two thousand and five. I never see them um, on
1: TV. You know, and no, now no, no,
2: no. they fort- Well, I I I have not followed up with them recently, but it is uh, definitely women are trying to find ways to. Ex- just express themselves in a very physical manner, uh, especially for those who are very rugged into martial arts and things of that nature. And these girls, I would never have argued that ladies, women, <laughs> I would have never argued with them over their capability because they always impressed me. And having treated athletes for years before that, I was doing the same thing for these women that I was for any other athlete or any other soldier all the musculoskeletal injuries the soft tissue injuries the the strains to the ligaments the tendons the it, it was just a fascinating experience watching them go out there and compete
0: I mean I look I watch the women that play soccer and mm. basketball and I mean they're fierce competitors the, Absolutely. you know Volleyball may not be teams, but if you look at the Olympics, these <laughs> women are going rough. for it.
2: Yeah. They do not they really hold do. back.
1: And so nope. here's my opinion: I say, if if the military and football players trust you with their health, why shouldn't we? Where are you located? <laughs> you're in I'm Texas, in the Dallas, right? Texas area. Yes, Dallas, mm. Texas. There are a lot of people in Dallas. And, uh, there is. Hopefully, you're sharing this on your Facebook uh, page. And uh, I am. And, oh, good for you. Love it when the guests follow instructions. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let me ask just a simple question. You know, why sometimes when I wake up, I feel tight and stiff and everything hurts and I got to like walk around to, to like walk it off. Um, is there something I'm doing wrong? Am I sleeping wrong? I mean, what's going on?
2: Well, <clears throat> having worked with open heart surgery as a respiratory therapist, I never thought it would become so, connected to all the musculoskeletal injuries that i dealt with but you research mean the is,
1: knee bone is connected to the thigh bone <laughs> and the
2: thigh bone is connected <laughs> to the hip bone yeah, <laughs> absolutely <know> the heart? <laughs> well I'll, but that's the that's the supply <laughs> that's the fuel it's the sugar and the oxygen and the nutrients that we need to fuel those muscles and believe it or not over time we get stiff because we we've overworked those muscles and they're so tight that they cannot let the passive circulation in. Uh, Dave, we've had a discussion before. You've mentioned having to take care of people in beds for prolonged periods. Right. You've heard you've heard the issue of bed sores and such. Oh, yeah. It, gentle. Turn per- them every two hours. Can't get a night, good night's rest that way. You've got to put them <laughs> in a facility if you're doing that. But you see the point, it's it's a matter of passive circulation makes up 60% of our circulation. Hmm. All of the the active circulation from the heart to the aorta, to the arteries, to the arterioles, which are the tiny arteries, that's where the pressure is. From there it moves into the capillaries and from there on into the veins. And the capillaries forward in return back to the heart all have to have the valves hmm. in the vessels. To keep the blood from backing up, because we only have one fifth the amount of blood in our circ- in our body to fill all of our circulation. Oh. So so as a result, um. As an example, you go to the gym and you hear people talk about doing three sets. <laughs> Having worked with injuries and trying to get people to peak performance, I try to get them to try a new technique, which is a prolonged slow technique that. Only does one set. Now why is that? It's because only allowing one set burns up all the oxygen and sugars in the muscle at that time. It's the second and third set that allow fresh circulation to come in, add additional sugars, additional oxygen that when they burn build up lactic acid and make us sore from the workout.
1: Yeah. But the I guy like that. you three days, okay. two, three days afterwards, right?
2: Well, it can be, yes And so as a result, that that two or three days afterwards is because all that acid that builds up creates what physiologically is called tetany Tetany just means tightness of the muscles And tightness prevents fresh oxygen, fresh nutrients, and circulation to get in Uh. Now, if you stopped after the first time, there's not enough acid to stop the muscle from allowing the passive circulation Uh. And that's something research in the last 15, 20 years showed, is that when the oxygen levels get low, the connective tissue starts forming a sticky glue called fibrinogen. And fibrinogen over seven to ten years actually hardens and makes us stiff and inflexible. And that's why grandma and grandpa here in the USA move around like they you know they're stiff they can hardly move freely yeah versus an old national geographics magazine had a gentleman in a blue uh, silk outfit that was from china and they showed inside pictures of him doing all these tai chi movements and all these flexibility right. issues well we don't do enough stretching in the us we work sure. ourselves as hard as we can go then we go home and collapse and back to your original question dave why do you wake up that way it's because you didn't stretch to allow blood and oxygen back back into the tissues overnight that would allow you to wake up more refreshed so
0: you should stretch after
2: well what i do
0: before or both
2: (coughs) well what I teach patients to do is very specific techniques for where they're getting too tight, which is usually the overworked muscle. And the techniques I push are for about 10 seconds every hour. All right?
0: Uh-huh. takes you
2: just a split second. But why? Because while you're sitting there in your chair, and I'm sitting in mine, we're allowing certain muscles to shorten which means they're not going to let fresh blood in as easily. The muscles that are tight to hold us up as we're focused and working on our computers right. or while we're working on an assembly line, uh, all these muscles go long periods without oxygen and nutrient resupply. And so by stretching 10 seconds every hour specifically, you allow fresh blood and oxygen in uh, nutrients <laughs> as well, sugars to keep them fueled. And that is where the low-oxygen event occurs and gradually forms more and more fibrinogen. And that leads to all the tightness that we develop with age.
1: And I'm laughing because my dog stretches all the
2: time.
1: <laughs> so he's, he's probably tuned into something. He's always yeah. stretching. I say, well, it's like, like stretching a natural about, thing. You know?
2: It <laughs> is, because animals listen to their bodies like in... After surgeries, we had to convince people to get up and move. Have you seen an right. animal after they get uh, surgery? They want to mm. get up and walk the same day. That's perfect. Animals are examples I've used for patients for years. You ever, I said, oh. you ever seen the dog get up from the bed? They stretch. You get <laughs> yeah. up, you put your clothes on, and go work. You know, yeah. Don't even hesitate.
1: I should stretch so it, when I get out of bed.
2: walk. It I is true. Or? Well, and and nobody stretches every hour, so what I tell patients is, do you stretch when you wake up, do you stretch at lunch, and do you stretch at dinner? Then, do one in the middle of the morning between breakfast and lunch. Do one in the middle of the afternoon between lunch and dinner, and right before you go to bed. And you'd be surprised how much better you will feel when you wake up. Well, I learned something can you illustrate
1: hand.
0: this 10 second stretch
2: <laughs> well the stretch technique that I teach is
1: called <laughs> call
2: proprioceptive. what's that
1: the ball game is the fifth inning stretch or something like that
2: yeah absolutely <laughs> <Seven>. absolutely <laughs> yeah the, um, the the technique I teach is proprioceptive neuromuscular facilitation which abbreviated as PNF or in the military they call it the buddy stretch now <laughs> most of us don't have a buddy who can stretch with us frequently throughout the day. So the technique boils down to, if you will take whatever muscle you're trying to stretch, simply go as far as you can comfortably go. In that position, stay and tighten the muscles that you're stretching without allowing yourself to move back into your neutral position so that you end up with tricking the muscle into believing it has shortened. If you'll stay in the same position, and as you relax the muscle, it will let you go a little bit further. Tighten it again, hold it for about three to ten seconds, and then relax, and you go a little further. And if you did this three cycles of that, you've now tricked the muscle into letting go so that circulation can come in easier.
1: And we're keeping it stretched, right? We're not stopping Absolutely.
2: No, oh. in, in that, in that, you uh, an example. Let me just use my head since that's in the camera. Oh. If I'm trying to stretch this side of my neck, I right. want to sit here and keep myself from coming up. So as I try to bring it back up, I'm tightening these muscles. Now watch as I relax, my muscles let go. I'll tighten them again, and then they let go, and I've just tricked my own muscles into letting go because throughout the day I tighten up. And you can do that with any muscle group there is. Okay,
1: how come I can't lift what I used to lift? Now, my wife is uh, paralyzed on one side, so every now and then I have to lift her or um, help her transfer. I have a little thing that I stole off of my gym machine, you know, that that you do this, and I hung it from the bed because only her left side works. So when she gets up out of bed, she has to pull herself up like this. And so last night we were fooling around and... um, I forget what it was, but I've, I had her her arm. She was wanting to tickle me or something, and I was trying to put her arm down. We were in the arm wrestle position, just coincidentally, and I couldn't get her arm down. And I says, "Wait a minute! I'm stronger than you!" And I tried it again, and, <laughs> and I tried to fool by relaxing, and then tried it again. She she I says, "Where did you get so?" And it made me feel like I better start working out, man. My wife, my disabled wife, is. <laughs> Got a bigger bicep than me. Hello. <laughs>
0: well, that's wife a good example. Uses, uses, go ahead. His disabled wife uses that one arm or two. And keeps it strong.
2: <laughs> exactly. One. That's a very good point. And in that process of keeping something active, we do keep it strong if we keep it fueled what we know is we lose muscle mass after we hit 40 so we need to make sure and you're seeing all these keto diets and i'm not an advocate <laughs> of keto diet I'm, but I'm we doing certainly keto. oh you what i'm doing keto oh but it's okay, a modified so doing,
1: keto now it's more like atkins because i've lost the weight now i'm just trying to keep it off so but um, do you notice that you gain because i just reduce them i don't i can go crazy with carbs i mean i can eat a whole pizza so I just try to control my carbs and no sugar, stuff like that. So hopefully I'm doing it right. Uh, give me some tips. Uh,
2: if it's, well, if it's functioning for you, then you're doing it right. Every body's going to be a little different, so you're going to modify it accordingly. Your body tells you what you really need. If you listen to it and you have a hunger for something, you might be missing some of those nutrients. Consider uh-huh. it. Now, for the example you were talking about, You're probably feeling a little more muscular than you used to. Is that a fair statement? Okay. When we feed our body proteins, it allows it to rebuild the muscle. Women are giving themselves more calcium to help rebuild their bones and prevent osteoporosis. We know several factors in science have shown that what we feed ourselves rebuilds the components with the building blocks that we give it. Um, for a while, everybody was pushing the uh, glucosamine and chondroitins Those yeah. are the building blocks for the joints
1: Could I still and do
2: the, that? Absolutely, because okay. here's the example I tell patients Grandma and grandpa put soup bones in soup And <laughs> they'd gnaw on the end of a chicken bone, right? right. All right. right. Uh, maybe not your specific grandparents But I've <laughs> seen people do that all across the country but yet marrow,
1: right? That's what the stuff is in the in the little joint
2: on the end. That's a glucosamine. Yeah, marrow. Yeah. Well, actually, it's a cartilage that you're getting oh, off the cartilage. end of the bones. Yeah. So it's the cushion in the joint, and if you actually give yourself that building block, you can rebuild your own. But unfortunately, we had a period of time when arthritis was shooting up that we were not including that in our diet. Everybody, oh, it's don't put the bone in the soup, or, oh, that's impolite to chew on the end of the chicken so bone. So
1: kids should be taking that to exactly. prevent the arthritis, not too late.
2: Usually it's once you start the wear and tear that you start grinding on the joint. And then, of course, as we get older, uh, another joint issue is Anybody ever driven an old car and it has more play in the steering wheel? No power steering and play. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it, it, you have to do this just to keep it straight down the road, trying right. to find that little balance. Our joints become worn down with time and can develop arthritis or just have too much play in the joint. Loose. And joints. so exactly. So we're we're faced with trying to give the body all the building blocks we need to rebuild it, to keep our muscles strong. Keep our uh, our, our uh, joints padded and cushioned And the fact that as we get older Our testosterone even goes down But did you know they have all kinds of supplements out there oh, That yeah. have been found to stimulate and keep testosterone Look at the commercials on TV There are plenty of them out there And it just keeps us healthier In fact, they, there were some studies that showed Men have more heart attacks As their testosterone levels get too low
1: yeah, well, that's why I have you on the show because caregivers don't take care of themselves. They don't eat right, they don't <laughs> sleep right, and you know they, they lift uh, wrong and hurt themselves and now they're out of commission. So I knew that uh, this would be valuable for them. But before we go on, I want to take a break. We'll be okay. right back. Don't go away.
2: Our featured speaker is a best-selling author who has written numerous books and articles. He's a speaker, life coach, and host of Dave, the Caregiver's Caregiver radio program. He frequently appears on television and radio shows all across the country and has even shared the stage with Suzanne Somers at Harvard. But his most important role is caregiver to his beautiful wife, Charlene, for over 22 years. Please welcome Mr. Dave Nasami! I want to share with you a
1: love story. In a couple of weeks, my wife and I will be celebrating 44 years of being together. My wife, Charlene, and I had a fairy tale, storybook, romance, courtship, and marriage for the first 21 years of our lives together. One day out of nowhere, my wife has a headache, the headache of her life. She suffered a massive stroke, and it left her severely speech impaired and paralyzed on the right side. And in that moment, our world Turned upside down i gotta tell you the next two years was like a living hell i just, I just didn't, didn't know, know what, what to do, to do. I, I felt, felt guilty, guilty most of the time i became a caregiver i didn't even know what a caregiver was i was experiencing the same problems that other caregivers experience if you don't take care of you i can't take care of her well, that's why i wrote the book now i can teach other caregivers i'm living proof that you can thrive as a caregiver my wife and i travel now All over the world, sharing our story. One day, life is going to call upon you to be the captain of your boat. Heck, you might be saving your own life. Thank you. And we're back on the Caregiver Dave show. And um, Dave and Sani, my guest host, my regular host, I should say, co host, is Adrian Gruberg. And we're talking to Dr. Michael Glenn. And um, the title of the show, if you just tuned in, is uh, If I didn't know when I was going to live this long, I'd have taken better care of myself <laughs> And that is so true um, I wanted to ask you um, Some people go see a doctor about aches and pains And they just say, well, it's like it's not their, their uh, forte uh, They'll send You're you to another doctor well. Or they'll give you some drugs You know, if you're complaining about, uh, you know, my my neck hurts or my back hurts, and some people go to see chiropractors, some people go to see acupuncturists. Um, What do you do for people who have those pains, aches and pains that nobody else can seem
2: to fix? Well, one of the challenges is getting medicine, nutrients, building blocks anything you're trying to get to the tissue for it to one decrease the inflammation increase the the recovery um rebuild something that's damaged requires circulation and one of the techniques i have used is active release techniques and it is the first medical protocol the government ever gave a patent for there are over 512 uh Protocols, toes to nose, as I jokingly say <laughs> uh, On all kinds of things That can alleviate some pain In fact, at one point, Colorado Was requiring you to see an active release practitioner Before you were allowed to have carpal tunnel surgery Because much of the entrapments of nerves Were elsewhere Like at the pronator at mm-hmm. The median nerve could be entrapped um, There is entrapment and adhesions throughout the body, and the soft tissue work breaks loose the tissues. So as I've told patients for years, so that you're flexible like when you were a teenager, and when everything slides and glides, (laughs) you don't have the grinding of the joints or the pulling on the nerves or the pinching. So it's not um, as chiropractors do manipulation, or some physical therapists do it, or what are your options before you end up needing surgery? Because surgery is still a controlled trauma. In fact, when I was in the Air Force, a pilot out of the blue said, "You know, a landing is nothing more than a controlled crash." And I went, <laughs> "What?
0: Yeah, that's well, where right. did that
2: come from?" I was like, "What are you talking about?" And I, because I was as a reservist in the Texas Air Guard, I went back to my regular job, and I was treating a patient in one of the largest open heart surgery units in the country. In fact, in the world, we had ambassadors and other people, occasionally Secret Service was there to protect them. And we had all these famous people. And as I'm working with this one patient, it suddenly hit me. There was no accident. I had heard that term. Surgery was nothing more than a controlled trauma to allow the body to heal itself into a better condition than it was before. So with that concept in mind, You step back and look at all the little processes that go on throughout the body. And what I've tried to get patients to realize in order to prevent those needs, they need to actually listen to themselves rather than always being on the outside with the caregiving that you're offering someone else. And that's what leads to preventing the injuries and avoiding the aches and pains that you experience as you get older.
1: You know, I, I needed back surgery uh, at one point in my life. Uh, it was a 4mm, then it went up to 8mm. I was getting injections. Uh, they helped for a little bit, then it stopped helping. And and all of a sudden, I felt this heat in the back of my um, back, and I was in church when it happened, so I give credit to God. I was healed. But my chiropractor, he, he gives credit to him
0: because <laughs> he says, I told yeah. you,
1: don't go <laughs> get that surgery. It will eventually get better. It'll, And so... Um, I went to get my uh, uh, CAT scan, or MRI, whatever it was, um, and he looked at it a few days later, and he says, oh, that's interesting. I said, what? He says, your 8-millimeter me- uh, bulge shrunk down to a 4-millimeter. Mil- he says, you don't need back surgery. Just uh, work on your core
0: uh-huh. and
1: join a gym, and, and that was four years ago, and my back doesn't hurt anymore. It's like it's it's healed now. How do you work on your core? Because I was swimming. Uh-huh. I was doing other uh, exercises. He says, you know, run in place in the pool because it's zero gravity. So what's your take on um, these people with back trouble? that they can, uh, Sciatica, you know, goes down the leg. Oh, sure.
2: Sure. No, I, you've hit right on one of the things that I used to tell patients about all the time, and that is that... Uh, Everybody thinks sit-ups actually strengthen your core. But if you looked at men's fitness, or I think it was muscle and fitness, it was a kinesiology section written by Dr. Michael Yasis, famous gentleman who provided all the details on every muscle group throughout the body and gave you all the actions, the exercises, all the things you needed to know about it. But in his textbook, one little paragraph, two-thirds of the way through the book, he pointed out, the rectus abdominis is an S-shaped muscle that only contracts under load, Ooh. and it was so obvious and so simple. You went, uh ah, duh! You can do all the setups you want to, and it doesn't get rid of the pooch, okay? Because <laughs> as soon as you relax, it goes into the S shape. So what he pointed out was is that your oblique muscles are what flatten your belly. Now really? we but all have. They're had- on your sides. Well, they go from one rib cage all the way to the opposite pelvis, and they crisscross your body. And every step you take, you're actually rotating, causing one of them to contract. So one of them never lets go, in effect. (laughs) So if you're exercising and you're doing your obliques, in fact, when I got back into shape and I had let myself get a little out of shape, I actually was doing only obliques, no setups at all, absolutely not. And it was a machine. Oh yeah, it was a machine that actually allowed you to kneel, positioned you properly, had a chest uh, pad that you had connected to and grabbed the arms. And then you rotated your legs on the pad because it was a rotating component and you could put as much resistance as you wanted on the machine. Mm. And as you rotated, you would do one side and then come back and you'd flip the seat and you'd do the opposite side. And the interesting part with the technique that I use the one set that i was telling you about you actually do more time of lifting and cover more of the muscle with each contraction than all of those 3 sets that everybody normally does
0: was this and it's a very, specific therapy like um, uh it's it called a,
2: it has it, it, you can look it up as super slow technique and way i used to print it out and give it to patients you can actually go to i believe it's outdoor magazine Or look up, Google, what's the hurry, in quotes, with a question mark And the (laughs) article, yeah, what's the hurry, you know, it really is much slower Uh, But it has a picture of a turtle pulling a dumbbell, All right. (laughs) If you found that, you found the right article And it's a beautifully written article But I thought, when I thought through the physiology of everything It really wasn't as easy to just replicate the way they explained it And it came down to the simple fact that if you can imagine only doing six to 10 repetitions and the number will be determined by the condition you're in for the weight that you choose and you simply let's say you're doing bench press and you're working your chest as you push out. You're going at an extremely slow pace of about 15, right. excuse me, 10 seconds out. Oh.
0: Mm-hmm. Don't
2: even stop at the end and come all the way back at a rate of five seconds. So you're not going to do the heavy weights that you're thinking of, but you want to give it good resistance and you're going back and forth. And if you can get to six reps, great. The way you know you're done is you'll be shaking on the last one because you've used <laughs> up all the sugar. You really have. You've used up all the oxygen so How much sugar, weight to, should we start with? I tell patients to always start at a 25% of what you think you can do on a heavier you know, effort. You may not feel a single thing that first time, yeah. but the next time increase it 10%, increase it another 10%. Here's the rule of thumb. If you can get 10 reps out of that particular weight that you're on, simply add 10% to the weight the next time you go to the gym. I went from 70 on each arm in this particular machine when I first started. TO I BELIEVE IT WAS 130 WITHIN JUST A FEW MONTHS ON EACH ARM AND I WAS ASTONISHED AND I FELT SO MUCH BETTER AND NEVER ONCE DID I HAVE TO HURT NEVER ONCE DID I GET SORE AND THE LAUGH OF THIS WAS DAVE AND ADRIAN IS THAT <laughs> I and I APOLOGIZE uh, yeah, NO about PROBLEM LAST EFFORT I, IT'S UH HE'S GOT YOU IN THAT LITTLE PICTURE DOWN THERE um, I KNOW <laughs> <laughs> THE UH THE UM The um, technique was designed for little old women in walkers and wheelchairs. (laughs) And if I recall correctly, and it says it in the article, What's the Hurry? It was done at Central Florida State University. Mm. And it was designed to never injure the joints. And it is the most brilliant. So I use it for people who are trying to get in shape, people who are trying to get stronger, and people who have been injured. And by doing it, to the level that they can, they will progress easily without needing a um, mm-hmm. trainer or uh, hurting themselves and then having to take a day off. Oh. But the goal originally was this: every third day, not even every day. So, I,
0: ha- I have a question for you about Please. have Have you are you familiar with Feldenkrais?
2: Yes, very much.
0: And wh- what do you feel about that, as far as
2: there's Stretching nothing...
0: and loosening and relearning how to use your muscles
2: I think it's a great technique um, Do I think it's the most efficient technique? Not necessarily But okay. I have also found because of a practitioner that I knew mm-hmm. If I hit a wall with a patient They might be in need of that technique
0: yes. So I
2: wasn't against suggesting that they try it out Uh-huh. The two of the people that I know didn't like it But... They tried. So the goal is never to say, this is the only way. This has to be my way. The goal is to find what works for the patient Mm -hmm. in an efficient, cost-effective manner, because medicine is our most expensive method. I mean, the gym membership's a lot cheaper. (laughs) You know, if, if you can get it healthy and stable so that what your daily activities are, Do not, one, fatigue you because we need endurance to make it through the day, but two, don't allow you to, under an extreme moment, exert yourself to the point that you injure it and and maybe you could have been a little stronger or a little better prepped for doing Uh that moment, whatever that moment might be. And prevent the the whole event from becoming something you need extra help from. Uh, Oh, yeah. uh, Yeah. Well, we're going to take another break, so we'll be right back. Don't go away.
1: Dave Nassani, the caregiver's caregiver, has just released his sixth book entitled It's My Life Too thrive to stay alive as a caregiver it was specifically written for caregivers who know they should be putting their needs first but just don't know how dave is the sole caregiver to his wife charlene since 1996 he knows firsthand what caregivers are going through because he is one he now speaks all across the country offering caregivers his amazing caregiver support package even the airlines tell us that in the event of an emergency to put your oxygen mask on first Before you help your child with their mask, they know that those who don't heed their advice often black out, thus becoming unable to help either themselves or their child. And caregivers are exactly the same way. It's My Life too. Thrive and Stay Alive as a Caregiver will help caregivers who are neglecting their sleep, diet and social life and learn to put their needs first. Pick up your copy today or buy one for your special caregiver. On sale everywhere. And at caregiverdave.com. And we're back on the Caregiver Dave Show. Dr. Michael Glenn, Adrian Gruberg, I'm Dave Nassani. And I wanted to ask you if um, uh, you get a lot of requests for make this pain go away. Uh, do you do it with drugs? Do, you, uh, what do you, What's your philosophy on pain? There are so many
2: out there. Well, what I find is by the time somebody ends up in my office, because I'm not one pushing out drugs or anything, they've already tried the medications. They've tried physical therapy, and many times they don't always get the results they want. I have found more success with that technique I mentioned earlier, active release, which you can find at activerelease.com. Put in your zip code, and they'll point you to a local provider. Um, That technique has been amazing in how for me, it helps people with shoulder injuries, wrist carpal tunnel. Uh, when I was dealing with soldiers, the shin uh, splints, believe it or not, is a result of a muscle issue. Um, I had one soldier who, once I cleared his low back pain, increased his two-mile run, by uh, cut two minutes off his two-mile run just by me showing how, him how to run more efficiently. Um, there are all kinds of components to this equipment that we didn't get an instruction manual for, you know, when we were, you know, hit 13 or hit 20 or whatever, you know, it should have been a, you know, turn 18 and here's your instruction manual on how to make this thing work better. It's Um, like a car. Exactly. Exactly. But it's, it's the soft tissues. Well, as I told patients forever, bones don't go anywhere without the muscles pulling on them and nerves are just the wiring that gets pinched, just like a wire on your car. If it, you know, somehow you oh. slam the door and a wire gets pinched, suddenly the dashboard's not going to work right if that's connected. Um, so there's a, 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 a plethora of, of possibilities, but there have been patients who came into my office for a pain That needed surgery and I was calling, you know, Uh calling somebody up immediately. No, you got to go see this. So you're not against surgery? Oh, no, 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 no. My background, I am looking to prevent the need for surgery. Hmm. But if it's surgery, there's nothing that can replace it. Um, An example is uh, that was non-surgical, though. A friend of mine was having terrible pain. He thought he was just, forgive the explanation, but thought he was just constipated. And turned out that when I asked him all the clinical questions to find out where the pain was And all of his descriptions I said, no, 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 get your wife, go to straight to the emergency room Have them check your spleen Turned out he actually had a genetic defect that was causing him to clot And it was actually doing damage to his spleen We mm-hmm. actually saved his spleen uh, um, yeah. and, and so it, I don't care what the condition is If I don't know, I'll ask If I am trying to prevent a problem and I know, I'll give you a good game plan. Let's try this conservative. Let's go a little more aggressive. Let's work up to the point we get you results. I don't care what they are.
1: When are you going to write your book? You got a book coming out? (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: Well, actually, I Uh, am working on a book, and we have uh,
1: everybody's working on a book.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've made a little pamphlet. It's a short version. that's on our website, exospine.com. That's E X O S P I N E.com. And just go to the page. It talks about, I believe it says, handout stretching. Uh, I have handouts for stretching. I have the explanation of fibrinogen yeah, make formation. A good book. So it, it would actually, uh, I think, help people understand in a way that they can just become more aware of what their body's doing.
1: Yeah. Now, explain what this exospine is. It's a device. Yeah. Well, Yes. Sounds um, intriguing. <laughs> I don't know you if you got, got it under your desk there. Probably.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah. It is wow. a basically <laughs> imagine. A, it. It's a backpack <laughs> type frame, and it actually was the first one, and it's patented. That actually so you're an has inventor. A, well, I, I in trying to prevent the problems. Yeah, I said, how do I oh. prevent these soldiers from getting all this pain? And it's the first belt that will swivel with you the, when you run, and that's all connected here in the base. And what's it designed a root...
1: to do? What, uh, it's actually to move
2: the way – well, and, and this – sometimes I'm told this doesn't sound appropriate, but as men, we love the way women walk, all right? That beautiful <laughs> yeah, swivel. I do. That beautiful swivel <laughs> is, is an exaggeration of what shows up in men. All right. But that swivel is how the pelvis allows us to walk and function better. And it's because of that design that I designed the belt to actually swivel here at the base in such a way that there is no resistance to movement, which is why if you think about the athletes that I was treating, when I saw the soldiers, they're athletes and the body armor limited their ability. So by moving the weight of their body armor and all the gear mm-hmm. they need on a mission down to the pelvis and legs so that their back is not constantly working and it can relax more. One, their endurance improved because we tested that at a uh, what's called a VO2 max stress test. And we found that with this, we were able to double what is called the capitulation phase where you just, you can't go any further. You're just under the greatest stress and the 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 yoke that we designed is rigid to go underneath and keep that weight off the shoulders up here at the top and but it also is designed to go the- go any direction the body will turn so is that touching your shoulders that thing no doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't need to it can sit up there but you want the ability to be able to raise your arm up without these being an issue so so
1: they'll put a just- backpack on over this and their gun and all that stuff yep
2: Body armor, backpacks, book bags, baby carriers, load lifting straps All of those pictures are on our website
1: Does the backpack rest on that thing or yes. your shoulders?
2: No, totally on the on so the So you made the, uh, your shoulders,
1: so you've, like artificial shoulders. That, that's good. Exactly. So you've spoken to the military. This, this seems like it'd be a great idea <laughs> for all of our military.
2: <laughs> well, and, and well, that, that was our goal. Um, we have been through a lot of visits to major, major military installations. Um, Senator Cornyn of Texas actually included us in the defense bill in the past, and ah. Congress did not pass that budget. So oh, we didn't so. receive any of the money. Oh, well, you see what's going on, and, and, yeah, and there right. is quite a challenge.
1: No, they'd um, rather send it to uh,
2: overseas uh, for this Well, actually, that. I refuse to send it to China. Gender studies, etc. Yeah, I, I refuse to send it to China to be manufactured. Uh, good for people you. Here in the, people here in I'm the U.S. I'm boycotting China us. also. Right. There you go. <laughs> um, and besides, if they use it against us, why, you know, that wouldn't sure. be a good thing. But. <laughs> um, the, the the whole goal, even Texas, I was selected with the Tech Fort Worth Impact Your World Award. Uh, we were selected in the Texas Emerging Technology Fund to uh, receive a million dollars. And then Governor Perry spent about a year moving around the country, convincing other companies to move to Texas. And as a result, oh. we got a phone call that said, he spent all our money. Come back next year. <laughs> So then, the the program changed, and so we are looking to get this manufactured, and we have many, many more advancements that will make it even better. Uh, We're just trying to get out there.
0: Is is there?
2: (laughs) Everybody's going to hurt their backs.
0: Is there a civilian application Uh for
2: this? That you? Yes. Baby carriers, book bags for students, load lifting straps for the laborer. Um, back, uh, Backpacks for the camper, hiker Preppers, people of that nature yeah. if go You on put, Shark if, Tank My friend Well, we actually were applying And um, <laughs> while I was at the Battle lab Having the test done on these with the soldiers I couldn't be in two places at once So I didn't yeah. get, to, to get to go well, uh, At first you I don't will, succeed You try trying it I have applied, we haven't oh. gotten a second invitation So um I'm still working on trying to find that right combination of people where um, we can get the product manufactured, even partnering, team, uh, teaming with the different manufacturers. But we want it done here in the U.S. And Just make we sure want you
1: it. tell them those three things, that you want it done in the U.S., it'll benefit the military, and you are a vet yourself. Absolutely. Th- that will increase your chances of getting on.
2: I, I tell I, them I, every, every chance I get.
0: As a
1: marketer,
0: I'm just curious, could could a backpack manufacturer, let's say Patagonia, all right, somebody mm-hmm. who's, who's really big and has a lot of money, could they
2: license and build sell it, it all them? Yes. In, yes, into we, the
0: backpack?
2: Yes, ma'am. A, we have tried to find ways to license it to the backpacking industry, and one of the major manufacturers currently uh, is, and he had even sold his Previous company to another backpacker backpacking company, uh-huh. um, backpack manufacturer, and uh, he specifically got real excited about it when we ran into him. And yet, at the same time, we're not sure what what we have not uh, done in the pitch to actually get somebody to actually bite. But so far, we're we're still at that moment where we're still looking for the right partnership.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You and you'll find them Go ahead. because
2: oh, I, I will not stop. That's for certain. Sh- it is my passion. If you ever get on the, sh- the Shark Tank,
1: um, they would be interested. You know. Anyway, um, I'm going to let you decide what you want to talk about next because I've I've covered a lot of things. But uh, what didn't I cover that you'd like to uh, share with well, these
2: burned-out caregivers? One, they need to really listen to themselves, not just the pain. But what can I do to make me, one, happy, two, feel better, and how can I make this challenge that I'm facing in life more enjoyable? Mm, Pursuit of happiness. (laughs) Exactly. Sounds American.
0: Well, Well, this this business of stretching 10 minutes, you know, a minute at a time, it, it will help.
2: It does. Patent that
1: if you if no one's already done it.
2: (laughs) Well, well, it's a technique that's out there. It's it's not mine, but it is the most efficient technique I've ever found. Put your
1: name on it and tweak it.
2: There you go. There you go. (laughs) The uh, the secret to it is though, don't expect yourself to get massive dis improvement in flexibility at first. In right. fact, I tell patients all the time allow, yeah,
1: what's, what's Don't expect
2: heart? more than One millimeter of improvement In your range of motion Per week And if you'd be amazed 52 millimeters at the end of a year
0: How, how much yeah. better
2: you will feel Alright So, it's, it's If anybody's out there who's interested They can go to our website Exospine.com And I apologize I don't have the exact page memorized But we have a page that has all kinds of handouts Just click on it, download Uh, You're welcome to sign up And we will include you on any future mailings Because we're going to do a GoFundMe account Mm
0: -hmm. And see if we can get
2: Some additional funding To move this project forward And generally speaking The real key when you're giving so much love and care to others, is don't forget to give that same love and care to yourself. Yep. We we're just so busy focused on the outside, we forget to look inside. And yeah, great, you know the kingdom uh, of heaven is within.
1: Great show! <laughs> you're a smart guy, uh, entrepreneur, and you've got a lot of uh, a lot of gifts and talents. Uh, you should be proud of yourself. I'm um, very a blessed a fellow entrepreneur I uh, recognize that And I commend you
2: Thank you so Ad- much
1: Adrian, any last questions You want to ask the doctor?
0: Other than about my aches and pains
1: <laughs> You have aches and pains? Uh, you were talking uh, about I've got uh, something that
0: I was just diagnosed It's something you're not, called you're Costochondritis you're not... And
1: uh, oh.
0: I just don't know What to do for it <laughs>
2: Can I ask? Um, yeah, what exactly is it, it right along your your sternum? I'm presuming
0: right, right at the very bottom of my rib cage. Yeah.
2: Okay. All right. So what you may find is that your oblique muscles and the intercostal muscles may be tight if you bumped yourself against something in the past where you're bruised. In fact, I probably didn't explain it well enough. There are three categories that lead to that fibrinogen formation. One, a true trauma. Two, repetitive motion, or three, constant tension pressure. So if there's anything that has caused trauma in the past or mm-hmm. overuse, it could be that you actually have fibrotic changes in the tissues that's pulling on the rib cage and affecting the intercostal nerve. Just a thought. Um, and again, it's there's so much out there that if we have to back up and rethink how we look at these issues so that we can address it it's not just a drug it's not just surgery there are other technologies that are coming up around that are going to be, make a big difference yeah. for people
1: and uh, you'll invite well, people to contact you uh, with their own questions and Adrian certainly please. can contact you as well
2: and you can give her some, <laughs> some detailed I'm uh, game. exercises to do she's gaining ho- hope <laughs> i ho- hope i wasn't to put you too much no. on the spot adrian
0: no 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 not at all not at all I I
2: at's an open book <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> well you can see I have a passion I, I have people walk up to me all the time who know me and hey doc this is hurting that's hurting whatever <laughs> I just I, I know what pain is I, I, I just am so grateful that people trust me with their their concerns.
1: So what's your form of uh, communication? you want them to call you? you want On to, our uh, website, email you we have my phone website? number. We
2: have my email. Uh, mm. We have a way that you can actually use the website to send us an email. And I'll mm. be happy to try to respond. Obviously, if I haven't seen you, I can't treat you per se. But, yeah. but I, if I can point you in the direction to take a look at some possibilities, I'd be glad to help.
1: And certainly if you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area or you're going to go on vacation or – Go to a ball game or something, uh, it'd be good if they just stopped in to see you, right?
2: There you go. There you go. Thank you very much.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you so much. It was a great show. You were a great guest, and uh, we appreciate you coming on. Sorry for the uh, technical problems the first time you tried to come on, but thank you so much for uh, all the information. I mean, I learned a lot. I know Adrian did as well. So. Until we see you again, and everybody out there, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.
0: Sometimes it feels like the sun will never rise, like the birds will never sing again. Keep breathing, take it in.